to another great episode of The Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Brian, where they talk bourbon and, of course, drink bourbon. Grab yourself a pour, kick back, and enjoy another trip down the bourbon road. We are excited to have our sponsor, Seldom Seen Farms, with their bourbon barrel-aged maple syrup. Kevin and his staff there do a wonderful job. We're excited to have them sign on again this year to support the Bourbon Road, and we love their product. We hope our listeners will visit SeldomSeenMaple.com and check out all they have to offer. A lot of great gifts there. Bourbon-aged maple syrup bourbon barrel aged coffee rickhouse reserve barbecue sauce you can buy it by the bottle you can buy it by the case you can even get bourbon maple candle and they even have maple cotton candy definitely definitely check out seldomseenmaple.com support our sponsors support kevin and his family there they have a 5,000 maple tap operation in Ohio and they're doing it right you know they don't just produce maple syrup they're also bourbon enthusiasts and we love them to death again go check out seldomseenmaple.com Kevin and the staff will take care of Hello, listeners, and welcome back once again. This is The Bourbon Road, and I'm your host, Jim Shannon. Today, we have uh, Brian Hyatt, our co-host, with us, and we're out on the road today. We're in downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Brian, are you excited to be out on the road? Yeah, I'm very excited to be here. I know. It's it's pretty awesome. We are actually in uh, Old Carter Distillery. This is the headquarters, right? It is World Headquarters. World Headquarters. <laughs> Central World Headquarters, downtown Louisville, Kentucky. Right on Market Street, right in the heart of things, right next door to Justin's House of Bourbon, just down the street from any number of uh, other distilleries. This is kind of where, this is where the heartbeat of bourbon is. And uh, we're glad to have you guys back on the show again. So excited. Mark and Sherry Carter, welcome again to the Bourbon Road. Jim, thank you for having us on your show. It's so nice to see you again. Yeah, you too. We've always had such a great time. I think we were talking about this before the show. I think you're only our second guest now that has actually been on the show with all three of our co-hosts. We had such a great time at the Sealbach with Randy. That was a wonderful, that's 2017 or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. 2018, maybe? 18. 18. Absolutely. And uh, then we had you on again with, uh, with Mike and... Uh, COVID was just rough, right? I mean, it was just yeah. a tough thing for everybody, but you guys managed to squeak by and do a lot of great things. And we're going to talk about that today. So excellent. And we're all on the other side of COVID. At least we like to think we are, right? Uh, yes. And uh, some, some awesome things are happening at Old Carter. But uh, we want to drink some whiskey today. And we usually like to get right to it. So I'm going to ask one of you to introduce what we're drinking in our first class today. Sure, you want to go ahead? <laughs> sure, if I could see the bottle, I'd be happy to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, and I'm not wearing my glasses, but 
I do believe that we have in our Glen Karens today. First of all, cheers, you guys. Yeah. Cheers. What cheers. we have in our glass. Cheers. It's a great Monday. Even though this will come out on a Wednesday, folks, we are at a Monday sitting upstairs at Old Carter. Good, what a great place. Good way to kick the week off. So what we've got rolling here first is um, this is um, a single barrel Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Aged 14 years. It's got an age statement on it. And this is barrel number one. Believe it or not, we're drinking uh, bottle number 14 of 121. Mark, you've got your glasses on. Yep. Can you check me on that? Yeah, it's 121 proof. No. Oh, no. It's, it's <laughs> actually. One. It's 121 <laughs> bottles. Yeah, What's that little number in the bottom right? 117.6. Thank you. Thank That's you. pretty close to 121. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, they're almost I, interchangeable. Right? I was hoping it was going to be 121. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. All right. Well, um, I'm excited to, to try this. This is uh, this is typical of your bourbons, in the, at least in the proof range, right? But the age is, this is pretty elevated. It is elevated. Yeah, this is one of the, um, we bought 100 barrels back when we first got started in um, 18. Uh, actually, 17, we bought these barrels. And uh, we've held on to them, and uh, we release a few of these every year. And so it's been real fun. It has been fun. All right, well, let's check it out. Cheers. Cheers. Well, I fully expected to get woke up in my in my nose, but it doesn't bite at all. It's still just nice and kind of, a, kind of a creamy caramel nose to it. it. Does have a smokiness to it mm -hmm. that you would expect out of a fourteen year old bourbon. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Jim, I would agree with all of that. I'd being one seventeen, I thought there would have been a little more uh, ethanol, a little more burn. I just don't get that, and that that's exciting. That's good. <laughs> we don't like that. We that's don't right. like that, Brian. So how how <laughs> so you know being the master blenders that you are, when you have a single barrel whiskey, it's kind of tough to take one barrel and say that's the jam, right? But it does happen. It, it, it is, is tough, actually. And so you know, we've got great barrels, but do they taste like what we like blending? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this really does. It does. So we, we have our, you know, our checkboxes for our single barrels, which really we want that whiskey to taste like a blend with nuances and complexities that you'd find in a multiple barrel. <laughs> so um, you're, you're drinking through these barrels and then you guys have a tremendous whiskey library that spans many years of age, I'm sure. Um, but when you're drinking through these, I guess you come across one and you go, I wouldn't touch it. Yeah. I wouldn't do anything to it. Yeah. That's a single barrel. That's a single barrel. Wow. I'm ready to taste it, guys. <laughs> oh, we we were supposed to wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I'm usually, I, I usually spend so much time talking and nosing that I forget to taste. <laughs> oh, wow. That's really good. It it translates very nicely to the front of the palate, I think. For me, uh, that creaminess is there still. It's very uh, viscous. It's mm -hmm. nice. It's got uh, it's got a nice sweetness to it, but the spices showing up on the back nice end. Nice balance. Yeah. yeah, good balance, good and, depth. And kind of what's the mash bill on this one? Is this a we don't know? You don't know? It's, no, it's got a little rye in it though. I think so. We we believe so. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's got a nice spiciness. Sometimes you can mix up that spiciness from the barrel with that of the, Abs- the rye. Absolutely. Yeah. It's unbelievable. We have um, some mash bills that are like 99% corn, but uh, we get a lot of spice from the barrel because we do do a lot of double oaking. Sure. And have been sure. since the beginning. Absolutely. It's a little dry on the back end, but kind of um, in a... Give me a cigar kind of way, mm-hmm. right? It, it's starting to show that that age, that wonderful age that you can only get when it's been sitting around for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so what? I know you guys did some ultra aged bourbons in the past, or at least American whiskey. American whiskey. American whiskeys. What was that top age you you managed to get into a bottle? First of all, we are very, very, very fortunate to um, be able to work with these barrels that we got our hands on. That was also in 18, wasn't it, Mark? Yeah. And uh, I think the, we got 25 barrels. Or was it 20? I think 20. It was 20. I think it 20. Sorry. And when we bought it, it was... 27 years old. Yes. And we've now arrested all of the barrels. Um, and the oldest one that we've put into a bottle is actually 29 years. 29 years. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Wow. So all the barrels are now emptied. So that, that, that counter stops, that aging date stops once they exit that, that barrel. Well, the yields were so low, as you could imagine, uh, it just made sense for us to take those out of wood. Did you get to shake those barrels at all before you bought them or did you have to buy them sight unseen? Hell no. No No, way. They don't let you do that. (laughs) (laughs) One, one of the barrels had like uh, 15 bottles in it. It was, uh, Oh, wow. Yes. We kept that one for ourselves. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> so your your private collection is is something that's, that's our, to behold, right? Library. House. Yeah. yeah. Your our house. House poor. Poor, yeah. <laughs> now, you guys you guys have, have uh, a place here in Kentucky. You still have a place out west? Yes. Yeah. You get back and forth a little bit? Absolutely. So there's been the weather's been kind of rough out there lately. Have you been going back and forth a lot or spending a lot of your time here? Mostly the time is spent here. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think uh, uh, lucky if I 10% of the time is out in California. I still have a hotel and restaurant and the winery there. So, so is, is your winery kind of on uh, autopilot more or less, except um, for the management oversight that you give? I'm very fortunate. I got a great team out there, and uh, Dan Blaine is the GM there, and we've got a new winemaker there, uh, Russell Bevan, and so they're pretty much in charge. I got to go by and you know see what's going on a little bit, and uh, I like I like going out there. But uh, right now, our real focus here is on whiskey and uh, Louisville. That's awesome. You know, Brian, as I sip on this, I, I'm thinking this is my first bourbon of the day. And a lot of times for me, and this may not be the same for everybody, but for me, that first bourbon of the day has always got that little bit of a bitter note to it because I haven't warmed the palate up yet. I'm not getting it. And it just might be the proof. It might be just the the, the deep, rich flavor that's in this. Um, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the same for most folks. I uh, I don't get that either i don't really pick up the bitterness uh i I do love the creaminess on the front and i I love how it starts to dry off a little bit on the finish i I enjoy that quite a bit i know what you mean though your Mm -hmm. first pour usually can you got you do have to warm your palate up yeah or or just 
that the bitterness you get, you got to say, okay, that's why I'm getting that. Or, you got to come back. Yeah, you come back and you. But hit I that. don't get that here. Yeah, no, not at all. Lovely. I love the nose on it too. Just yeah, you know, as the glass is more emptied, it just you know, keeps you know aerating into my nose. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I like that as the the glass is more emptied. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking it. The more I drink. It's also translated into. I'm kind of like you, Mark. I my favorite nose of a bourbon is after I've emptied the glass and going yeah, back to the absolutely. empty glass. Right? It's you can really smell it. Yes, then. you can. I will say the first the first little bit that I had on my nose, I was blown away. I mean it it really is a, a beautiful flavor. You know, for the first one of the day, you do expect it to be a little bit different, but it really uh, impressed me quite a bit. Good. I'm, I'm kind of mission happy. accomplished. I'm, I'm happy we started with the Kentucky bourbon, which is the 14 year old, yeah, because it's it's softer. You know, we're going to work our way up to yeah. American whiskey. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny to say, you know, we're, we're starting at 117. We're going to work our way up, right? <laughs> yes. But this is great. So let's talk a little bit, little bit about how you guys navigated that tough period of time we had since the last time we were on the show. Well, as we chatted about before we got going, you know, we've we've accomplished a heck of a lot in the last few years um, here, and we were able, we had the luxury of being able to continue um, to do our work, actually, while everything was shut down. So, we were hunkered down right here in Kentucky. We, and we actually got the shop opened up yeah. during COVID. Yeah. You know, the end of COVID, uh, really kind of around uh, Thanksgiving of 2020, we opened the downstairs up. And yes. We worked uh, all uh, that year and uh, that, that worked out, I think, real well for us. We were fortunate to be able to do something during COVID. Absolutely. And keep going. Absolutely. And blending. And we, we made a, a focused effort on um, increasing our social um, reach at that time. Uh, we were very, very much embraced that um, era, if you will, to connect with people um, as we all did, obviously. But we, you know, it was actually, we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of uh, crazy yeah. um, interviews, YouTube stuff, lots of Zooms, obviously everybody did. But um, I feel like the whiskey community really, um, was reinforced right during that time and all the bottle shares that people partake in and, and everything. And we, we absolutely love that part of the industry is the people. Community is great. I think the industry as a whole had to kind of change the way they operated just a little bit, but they didn't stop what they were doing. They just changed the way they did it. You know, for us, we're the bourbon road. We're always out on the road. That's our whole stick, right? We, we get out there and we visit people couldn't do much of that no. so we had to rely on zoom a little bit yeah and it I, for personally for me i felt like i lost that connection a little bit but man i tell you what when you're even on zoom when you're sipping on a whiskey and you're talking with somebody that that you know some interesting conversation you can still make that connection i think the whiskey and the the common topic just makes it it comes right back so not my preferred way of doing things, but certainly made do. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great to be able to be together with, again. Yeah, with each other. Of it course, it really is. Well, 
tell us a little bit about this place we're in here. So this is, uh, what's your address here, first of all? Well, we, it's an undisclosed location in downtown Louisville. You got you to gotta know the <laughs> password and knock three times. And, it really is open by appointment. Yeah. but So it is at 105 West Market is our location of Old Carter Whiskey Company. We are not open to the public. We are a production facility. Um, we do have um, a couple other things happening here, but this is where we bottle. This is where uh, we get the whiskey. We blend the whiskey. We distill here, and uh, then uh, it goes out to distributorship. Oh, Carter Labs, right? I mean, <laughs> exactly. We do our blending here. Yes. Yeah. So you've got this nice area upstairs um, where we're at right now. So this is the second floor of your building, and it's quite impressive. What do you use this for? So this is the Old Carter Social Club. As we were chatting about earlier, we have been very busy since we saw you last. And one of the things that we uh, sought to do was to increase production slowly. We've always said, you know, we're going to make whiskey with integrity as we see fit. And we're not going to expand quicker than the whiskey will let us, right? But we've come up with some ways to get some more bottles into the market, right, Mark? Absolutely. So one cool thing that we're doing here now that we're downstairs is our production facility and our, literally, it's the seat of the DSP. So we're able to sell bottles out of that front front room downstairs. So we've done, I don't know how many. We'll do some pop-ups. Okay. Uh, about uh, every uh, two months, we'll do a pop-up and we'll do a single barrel or something like that or a very small batch. We did a derby release last yeah. year. And so people can come and we give a little bit of notice. Sherry uh, starts posting uh, on Monday and on Saturday we'll do uh, the pop-up and people come and are able to buy a bottle. And that's been a blast. Yeah. Those have been fun. Um, One of the things we're so small, you know, it used to be just Sherry and me doing everything. And then we were so fortunate to get Jay Matthews and Brian Booth uh, on board this last year. So now we have crew. That's why we were never able to actually still have a, a bottle shop or just sell out the front door or do tastings to the public. Yes. We tried to clone each other. But it didn't work. <laughs> so um, yes. And so the social club is yet another channel that we release an entirely different lineup of products. So the social club um, locker program is such that you can uh, have your locker and you get an email and we have special releases just for you as a, as a locker member, social club member. So how and does then, it work? I mean, do they, do you, do you, do they make the purchase and you walk the bottle up to their locker? Exactly. Yes. Oh, right. wow. Absolutely. <laughs> That's yes. pretty cool. Very cool. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you come and you pick up your bottles and, and take them with you. Right now we have uh, folks that actually have their lockers full and they haven't come to town to pick them up yet, but we have other lockers that are empty because the folks have come and picked them up. We usually, we, we promised uh, at least six releases a year. Yeah. I think we actually did a little bit more than we that did. last we did. year. And it's been really fun to watch, first of all, to meet a lot of these folks because we've known them often like on Instagram or through social channels, but have not met them. And so they come here and pick their bottles up. A member can bring up to five guests and we pour, we do a tastings for, for the, the groups uh, free of charge. So that's part a perk of being a member. And uh, it's been really neat to see, see the groups meet yeah. each other. Sometimes right. there are two groups in here at the same Sometimes time. Three. 
and they know each other because of their Instagram handles or whatever, but they've never met, you know, uh, together face to face and uh, either have we sometimes. So it's really fun to finally, like you say, after COVID get to see each other and actually even give each other a hug. That's, yeah. That is yeah. pretty awesome. So they, they join your club. Yes. And then they can purchase these bottles on release and have them delivered to the locker. And then by appointment, they can come in and pull from the locker and have a tasting here. And you guys will come join them. Now, the the interesting thing is you don't get to open the, the bottle that's in your locker here. You take it home. But we will open a bottle of what's in your locker and pour it for you so you get to taste what it was. That's even it better. That's it even is better. the best yes. deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost too good to be true. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so... When someone wants to join the social club, what what is the process for that? Do they just reach out, send an email? Do they? Yeah, they uh, can email. The boys will love this. Yeah, they're going to love this one. <laughs> you can email Jay, J-A-Y, at oldcarterwhiskeyco.com or Booth, B-O-O-T-H, Brian Booth, at oldcarterwhiskeyco.com. Now, right now, there is a wait list, so yeah, it may take a while. We're working on more lockers yes. so that uh, that will actually happen. This floor is, this floor is spoken for. So. Yeah. so That's great. So you're telling me, I mean, this is a huge wall of lockers. These are all spoken for. Yes. And we have a hundred and I don't know, 50 people on the wait list. Oh my oh, wow. goodness. Wow. <laughs> so we have to get busy again. Is there another yeah. floor? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, there is. There is another floor. And when that one's full, we can go next door. <laughs> okay. So you guys, this, this building is not just vertically from your shop downstairs. No. Uh, this is also, you move oh, out to the corner, right? So you own this entire corner of... Yes, that's Job well done. Yes. That was the visionary right here, yeah. for sure. When we looked at the building, um, it was like the fourth or fifth building we looked at that day. And uh, I thought, oh, there's no way we're going to, this is not the building. No way. And Mark said, we'll take it. This will. <laughs> <laughs> I looked around and said, I couldn't. I couldn't get a better neighborhood. Look at who's around us. No, we, it's a great, great location. We got for Omni, sure. we got Distilled, we got all these hotels. This is great. And that was what year did we get it? 19? Uh, yeah. Yes. Beginning in 19. Well, I guess that's wow. good because you had this big project you had to do and you had all that time to do exactly. it. Exactly. Right? It actually worked out very well. Yeah. yeah we're right. blessed. We're very blessed. Very blessed. Well, I want to keep talking. Oh, we got to pour something. But else. I also want to drink. <laughs> I, I can't see past this microphone. I didn't know you were out. You can push it out of your way. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, good pop there. Nice little pop. All these have such great color. Such great. So I'm sitting here looking at four different bottles. We've only tried the one so far, but they all have this just deep, rich mahogany color to them. Well, I'm I'm glad that you noticed that because everything we do is barrel strength. And we've talked about that before on your on your program. And I think that that alone obviously gives us that deep, deep color, but we also do a lot of, as Mark mentioned, the double barreling. Which gives it that beautiful color, yeah. too. So this, what we're uh, drinking now, is actually the uh, first batch of OC. Uh, this is the very small batch that went upstairs here to the Locker Club members. And this was probably a three-barrel blend. Yes, that was another fun project that we did since we've seen you last. We started doing these very small batches. So our normal small batches gets a little confusing, so 
trying to follow along. <laughs> VS, VSB versus SB, right? Correct. Yeah. You got okay. it. So the VSBs are um, the first go round were three barrel blends. And I think, um, well, the goal was to create these very small batches so that each of our distribution channels could receive the entire small batch or very small batch for them, for their market. So we're in seven Mark knows we the have, states really yeah, we well. Ha, we have seven uh, distributors, but we're in uh, twelve states now. Okay. So we did these VSBs and those, um, and we um, it was very cool because we sent samples out to the distributors of ones that they could select from. They didn't do the blending. We did the blends, sent them sample blends. We we sent three uh, different, you know, blends out to them. To and, each one. And then they would pick one. And then we'd get the other two back and we'd make another one and send, you know, three more out to the next. It really kind of, you know, slowed things down a little bit, you know, for the first one, but it was fun. Sure. And we got to figure out what they liked. On the next time around, we just kind of blended for them and said, here is your batch, your very small batch. And that was like godsend. Otherwise we would have been took, took forever. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And uh, it was interesting to see which, um, which distribution channels actually selected those flavor profiles. So it was a great, a great um, project. And we've now increased our VSBs to a five, five barrel, barrels. Yeah, five barrel okay. this year. And that's to what get we're- get a few more bottles out to Mark. That's great. What we, well, we have a problem sometimes because uh, even our small batches may only be 10 to 12 barrels. And uh, to divide that up seven ways, yeah, the distributors ends up starting getting like 200 bottles. Yeah. And that's not really fair or enough to, to take care of anybody. So by and doing these very small batches, they, uh, you're, you're starting to talk about a, almost you know, 900 to 1,000 bottles. And the, but that's focused on a distributor. Or, yeah. or, you, know, or, or a, you bring up something I forgot about, but we did have a challenge during COVID um, with supply chain stuff. And that ended up, a series of events occurred that really dug into one of our production uh, before we were in-house. So when we were producing off-site, we had a, a big kind of setback. Remember that? Was yeah. that in 20 or 21? Um, 21. At, yeah, 21, we we really rolled back. Uh, it's hard sometimes uh, when you ha have to rely on somebody else, you know, a spot to do the bottling. And that became a real problem because you have to kind of get your dates uh, almost a year in advance to be on the bottling line. So the big... And we're a creative, small, live team here. Moving, moving we're not, team. We're not, yes, we, we you're, can't... You're moving quickly. Yes, yeah. we're moving quickly. We're agile. But, but we aren't moving quickly until we're moving, right? So how do we know in a year what's going to be, you know, what's yeah. going to be going on with what we want to bottle? So when we came in-house, we, we finally started last year. It's almost been a year now yes. um, that we've been blending here and bottling here. And it's really made it so each... We can do it on demand. It's wonderful. And, uh, as soon as we think uh, the blend is ready yeah, and we pull from lots of barrels, uh, then we can bottle. For Are us, you, I think that's one of the, that's one of the most exciting uh, things that's happened. Yeah. It's, now you can really, we can really paint whenever we want. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. So. Are, you still <laughs> Are you still filling out all these labels? 
I am doing a lot of them. Actually, one of the reasons we, we brought Jay on board was because- His he, handwriting was good. It's perfect. <laughs> it, looks, it looks just like Sherry's. <laughs> so you can still claim it, right? <laughs> um, Every we, once we, did, we have had to have some help uh, yeah, a few what? times when we get a, a big run all at once because as you can- you, the way it goes is we don't know what the proof is. We don't know how many bottles are in the, in the batch or uh, VSB until, until we actually blend it all. Sure. And then the fun, the fun part is when they call me in and actually have me write. And I want to write, I'm going to write my labels again. If you ever see a really bad handwriting on a bottle, yeah. I did that. Well, <laughs> actually I have the worst handwriting. <laughs> Actually, the 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 bourbon fourteen didn't. That was the last big run we did, right? Yeah. Jay and I divided and conquered, and yours truly had had a few uh, <laughs> samples. Yeah. Let's just say, so Mark, if those ones are out there, they're not yours; they're yeah. mine. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I, know. Well, I, I think you just need your own font. I do too. You just I'd need love your that. own font, and I'd then nobody that. will know. Exactly. But you'll lose that connection with the bottle. No, right? I, I really do get in the zone um, writing the labels. I design the, we've talked about the design and stuff like that, but um, no, it's nice. I send each little heavy horse out on her way to go out, make friends, enjoy the ride. And <laughs> uh, Well, let's talk about this blend. And, and Sherry, on this one, I think I'd like to hear yours and Mark's tasting notes. On oh, it. Okay. I want, I'm going to actually, this is like 117.6 on this, and there was 507 bottles made. And this is bottle 39. And and a little bit about, you know, how you, how you craft a blend, mm. you know, how, what goes into crafting a blend? A lot of time. Yeah. And, um, oh, well. Well, we, we so get, uh, actually, uh, we decide we're going to do bourbon and we uh, bring over, and how how many bottles we're going to do, and we can only do at this point uh, a certain size. Um, you know, we can maybe do seven hundred gallons. So uh, you figure out how many uh, barrels that's going to be, and for us, we we try to hedge our bets, and we'll go and get you know, maybe two and a half times that many barrels. Can you see the table in the other? I can room? see that. So a lot of samples. Those are yeah. our samples we get, and then we taste through. All individually it might be 50 barrels for a 12 barrel blend or you know so we'll taste and we'll select the ones we love and mm -hmm. then from there we'll start you know blending you know trial blends trial blends so is there kind of a, a method to it i mean do you do you say okay we need to find the base bourbon let's nope. find the base no we don't do that <laughs> not really i mean just i i think that just when you think you get it figured out, you don't know anything, and you and right, yeah, your, every, your formula kind of goes, uh. yeah, I'll, yeah. We'll try. <laughs> we we know what we did last time, so we'll we'll look at those notes and we'll figure out maybe also we'll get these barrels and these barrels and different charts and all these different things, and you you know start blending them together and say, well, that really didn't work. <laughs> we'll pull some of those out and and put something else in because you'll you'll taste it and say, well, it, for us it may be. Too big or too small or not sweet enough. Unbalanced. It's yeah. not balanced. Something yeah. comes forward that, yeah, throws it off. Well, it's such a craft. It's such a skill that you guys have. I mean, I've we've played with it. We've had shows before where we've had blending contests and had you know get you know 
have our listeners join in and we'll do we'll have a master distiller come in and join the tasting panel to grade them and it's hard. Everybody thinks they've got this plan. You know, you got this plan. I'm going to take this one, and this is going to be kind of my core. And then I'm going to get this one to give it some spice. And then I'm going to bring this one in to tone it down and add some sweetness. It doesn't work that way. No, it, no, it doesn't, Jim. It doesn't. But, but it's fun. But we can all try. And it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah, it and really it's, is. It's just, I mean, we we did 23, you know, different blends on these some of these very small batches and we're only doing three of these so we're up to 23 already that we tried before we decided. i think we even got to 24 but that one didn't didn't make the cut yep we get to 24 yeah. so we'll we'll just keep working at it until it's what we've, we like we've gotten up to like 50 ridiculous amounts <laughs> and sometimes still blending on the way to actually uh, the bottling plant you know say do we put this one barrel in or not or we'll pull that one out is this a little better than this <laughs> you know <laughs> i'm gonna throw a crazy tasting note at you okay. and it's gonna make me sound like a total fool but i'm gonna explain why i'm getting that okay because so i've get, got one for you too i'm getting like carrot cake but, oh but I don't think it's because of the carrot cake. I think it's because of the vanilla cream, cream frosting. Ice. Yeah, the cream cheese frosting. Well, that's interesting because I was going to throw out unfrosted uh, strawberry pop tart. <laughs> We're on total different. But it's still <laughs> but in it, that bakery goods kind yeah, right. of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's I, what I, help me out here, Mark. Yeah. Well, I got a cinnamon roll with frosting on it. No. Yeah. Because so, I'm going head to head with a master blender. So. Which, which pop tart though? For real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cinnamon one. I like. Yeah, I like a little. Well, bit I just of recently found out that pop tarts originated in in Ohio, in Cleveland, and I'm from Ohio, so <laughs> I was like a bit of. That's what I a bit of pop trivia. <laughs> that was my breakfast a lot of times when I was growing exactly. up. Exactly. Oh my god. Exactly. You know, I didn't know that. I'm from Ohio too, but I'm, I'm from southwestern Ohio. Okay. But you're from northeastern Eastern Ohio. Ohio right? Yes. Yes. It's pretty cute website. Yeah. Literally googled that the other day. <laughs> when you all are looking to do your blends, like Sherry, what is your go to? Like, what are you looking for? Probably. It's very simple, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It just has to be delicious. Delicious. I mean, we, you, I if it. you're trying to, we, that's a really good question, first of all. Um, and I think that it goes all the way back to, you know, what is Old Carter? Old Carter is never going to be the same thing twice. Yeah, we knew that when we started because we're very small. And when you do these very small batches, you can't, you know, just, if you had a lot of barrels and you dump them all together, you, you, you know, you're going to get the same thing a lot of times. Or like brands have profiles, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And a consumer comes to that brand because they want that consistent profile. They want it to be the same every time. They like that about it. Yeah. We aren't going to ever be that. But what we better be is really good every time. Does so that answer? Just a strong focus on quality. You want to make sure everything that's going out. Complexity. Is, there's, balance, there's balance. There's complexity. There's depth. There's richness. You know, there's sweetness in there. You you have to have that, mm -hmm. you know, a viscosity. We love that thickness, you know, and that's why everything, you know, we've made is at least seven years old or older, you know, because uh, it, it really helps. And know. sometimes... When we are blending, we'll do a blend and it'll be so interesting and unique. And we'll think, okay, that's really like out there. Do we go with it? Or do we go with something that may be a little more? Yeah. 
it can be a little more. Let's push it a little bit this way. Yeah. You know, um, we know some people will like this, but, you know, uh, we're really liking this. And it's, you know, maybe a little bit more, more wood influenced, mm-hmm. a little, you know, darker sometimes. And some are a little bit more lifted. And, and Variety is a spice of life, yeah, isn't it? It really is. It is. It is. Like Jim said, I mean, it's just, it's impressive that, that you all, have the skills to be able to continue to to pick these and to blend them and put out just amazing bottles. We like making it's impressive. stuff. We, we do. <laughs> we like making stuff and we really try to make really good stuff yes. every time. Yeah. We do. We won't we won't turn something out if we're not really no. proud of it. You know, we stand behind what we do. Yes, we do. So you guys have been doing this now for six years or so. On the whiskey side of things, right? Well, you got to go all the way back to the first one, which is 14. 14. Which went by 11. You know, we started with the first brand. Okay. So we've been we've been cutting our teeth for a long time, blending, and, and then we go back to blending wine. You know, Sherry had, you know, her brand, which was Ruby Courant, and she blended her wines. And I've been blending wine, and we just, we, we, we are blenders. Is what we really truly are. So, uh, who's the old Carter customer? You guys have got two hundred and some people who come up here. I and- like to say people with impeccable taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I say people. I say everybody's our customer. <laughs> I am just kidding. I think it. I think it's. Um, well, that's a really good question. I think it's folks who really appreciate the quality of the maybe the smallness of the brand or. The um the thoughtfulness was a word I think you used and um I mean they're all our friends I'll tell you that yeah, right yeah. now but um you know it's we're we're enjoying what we're doing and it's like I said the club has been a neat way to meet the those folks and I I feel like our locker members are the most passionate um kind of core collectors they're it's it's been really fun. So they connected as much with the brand as they do with the whiskey itself, right? I mean, they, and yeah. kind of a little bit of both, and with each other. Yeah, with know? each other. And I think we all have that in common. And I think they sh- they give us so much, you know, by telling us what they they like that we do. You know, um, gives us you know keeps our passion going. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's an awesome way to end the half. Thank you, guys. So we're going to take a short break and uh, finish off what we're sipping on. And when we come back, we've got two more old Carter expressions. We definitely encourage you to check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. That's Seldom Seen Farms. Kevin and his staff there are doing a fantastic job. And like we said at the beginning of the show, you know, they've got a 5,000 maple tap operation. They're a first-generation farm with a passion to produce the very best maple products available. They've won so many awards. And they have a very special, unique aging method for their syrup and for the barrel-aged coffee. They provide quality at a very affordable price. You know, they're not a maple factory or a co-packer. Kevin and his staff there are farmers with a passion for maple. Like I said before, Kevin is a bourbon enthusiast. He's not just a paid sponsor. He's a friend of the show. He's a roadie. And he loves helping roadies get down the bourbon road. 
make sure you check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. You know, they're constantly producing great bourbon-aged maple syrups using barrels from the very best distilleries. They also return those barrels to the distilleries afterwards. Distilleries like New Riff, Leaper's Fork, Treaty Oak Distilling, The Bar Distillery, Pine Bluffs Distilling, Mystic Farm and Distillery, Jay Riger, so many more to come. Kevin and his staff there are just spreading the love, spreading the maple syrup, making it happen. And you know, at the end of the day, those barrels that age that maple syrup get refilled with some wonderful bourbon and make some great maple-finished bourbon whiskey. How awesome is that? Definitely check out SeldomSeenMaple.com. Get you some. We, uh, we managed to make it through the half and drink off the, the last of that uh, previous pour. That was some amazing whiskey. What do you think, Brian? It was, it was amazing. Absolutely. And we're excited to try these next two you have in store for us. They're all just as deep and dark as the first two. And um, what do we have in our glass now, Mark? Well, this is the um, batch 14, which just was released in Kentucky and picked up by all uh, of our distributors um, this last week. And so this is bourbon and it is, um, comes in our, almost the same as a lot of our stuff at 117. That is for a, you know, small batch, uh, never cut, never filtered, you know, uh, barrel strength. So uh, this, there's 3,000. Uh, 46 bottles of this that we produce. This is actually the largest small batch we've ever done. Yeah. 3,046 labels, Sherry. Yes. <laughs> wow. That's correct. <clears throat> yes, All sir. handwritten. That's amazing. I, I, I'm just surprised that you guys are able to hang on to that handwriting of labels for so long. But as mentioned, I'm, I've definitely got help now. Yeah, so I am not doing them all by myself. That's That's pretty amazing. But I do love doing it. And well, what's the uh, what's the MSRP on this one? We we've never uh, really truly raised the price, and our uh, everything should always be if you can find it on the shelf. It was like two hundred bucks, yeah. one ninety nine or one ninety five. In some states, they actually I've seen it in Baltimore and places like that at one seventy nine yeah. our release price, unless it's a single barrel or something with a really uh, old age statement on it. Yes. Well, I mean, as it should be considered, it's a premium whiskey. Yep. It's something that people seek out and they want to find on the shelf. You don't always find it on the shelf. I know we've got a number of spots that well, we've toured around with you going into liquor stores before. And you're always hoping to see that bottle of old Carter on the shelf. And But sometimes, you know, it gets snapped up. There's a lot of people waiting for your releases. And now 3,000 bottles. I can remember when it was 1,100, 900, 1,200. Now you've upped the game just a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. And I think our, our small batches will continue to stay in that range. We we like to do, I mean, <clears throat> how much was in that rye batch? Do you remember the last rye uh, batch? Rye uh, 10? Yes. I think that was around 24? 20, yeah. Ish? Yeah. Give or take. So I think we're we're up a little bit, but we're never going to be. Well, uh, we are working on a uh, a space where uh, we can store 
our own barrels. And what the next step is really being able to actually sample them as, you know, when we need to and see when they're ready and, and start blending. But we'll also have a, a maybe a bigger bottling line. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing everything by hand uh, downstairs and it takes actually eight people. If we have eight people, we can move along pretty fast. And uh, we have a lot of friends. Yeah. And, and uh, they come over and help. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. So another building altogether you're thinking about. Yeah. We, yeah. It's, it, we're working on it right now. Will it be in the Louisville area or will it be? Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 So you want, you want to be able to walk down the street. It's not quite walk down the street. <laughs> it's within 10 miles. Ride of, your electric here. scooter, right? <laughs> so it, it can be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see these things all over the street down here. You know, I love those. Like, I you? haven't tried one, though. Please I don't. Think, yeah. I think they're dangerous. They, I think they are. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried it one time. I said, not for me. Uh-uh. I'm half tempted, no. but, you know, I, I I get injured real easy nowadays. The older you get, the easier it is to hurt yourself. This and the harder it is to recover from it. So That's I great just, advice, Jim. I'm, <laughs> the only interaction I've had with one of those scooters is I was talking and walking and tripped over one you didn't even have to get on it to get I didn't hurt even have by to get it. on it I got hurt <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do alright well let's check out this whiskey guys cheers cheers cheers, yeah, cheers. yeah that's really nice I mentioned uh, toffee and caramel and well, actually more of a butterscotch yep so what's really fun about this, this is at 14. Yep. Uh, this is our latest bourbon release, as Mark mentioned. And this is 100% double oaked. Okay. So tell us about that. Well, um, we're very traditional with our, our barrel program. Um, we But we do like to add a second barrel to the life of the whiskey. And we think it does a lot of wonderful things for it. Um and this particular blend, we had gone through several versions of it, and many did not have all double oak, but yeah, that this was, one did. That, that was fun. Uh, we um, And it's a know, fun throwback. Tell them about it, Mark. A couple of things. So all of our first brand, which was Kentucky Owl, they were all double oaked completely. And uh, then when we started Old Carter, um, we said we were going to bring a lot of that with us. And we said, well, maybe sometimes uh, it may be too much. Maybe it's not. Um, And so we were very fortunate when we discovered we were going to make rye one day and uh, we brought all the samples in, but we said, how's that, how's that uh, bourbon we did? You know, we double oaked that stuff, all of it. And, you know, it's coming up on a few years and let's, let's, let's try that. And so we tried the rye and we looked at each other and we said, oh, my God, we can't put this in the bottle. We can't blend this. We can't do anything with this yet. It's not ready. But let, let's, let's try the bourbon. And we both looked at each other after we tried the bourbon. And we go, oh, my God, this is amazing. And we were able to blend that. And that was all 100% rebarreled, double oaked. And, uh, you know, that was batch five. And we just fell in love with it. And... Uh, when we started working with this bourbon uh, you know, a few months ago, we go, oh my goodness, this is amazing. It reminds us of something. It reminds us of that batch five. Yeah. And so we tried some stuff and we even had some that weren't, you know, wasn't rebarreled that we, you know, put in the mix. And we said, well, 
I don't think, you know, is, is, it's, it's good. And we pulled it out and we said, we can say this, you know, because we've never told people a lot of the stuff we do, you know, that this was double oaked again, a hundred percent, you know, and this one is, and we can, we can tell people this right up front that this is a hundred percent double oak barrels with toasted heads, which we don't say a lot about either. We not because we wanted to keep things secrets, but we just were we're just making stuff that we love. Well you can you can you can drown people in details, right? Yeah, yeah, and, I think so. So but let's talk a little bit about what that second barrel does. So what does that second barrel do to an to an older, well aged whiskey? Well, I think it makes it magically delicious. I mean, it can do a lot of different things. Sometimes it sometimes it's too much tannin. Yeah. I mean, it's all over the place. Barrels are barrels. And just when you think you know what they're going to do, they, they surprise you. They do surprise yeah. you. They do surprise yeah. you. But um, um, I don't know, Mark. Do you th- I never thought about it in that specific, you know, arena. I, I think it brings a lot of depth to it. It yeah. brings you know, we, when richness. We, when we did the first brand, you know, the only thing we could say, and I, we thought that it would actually – add a lot to uh, um, uh, the stuff we had at that time was pretty young. So we said, well, we'll throw new oak at it. And yeah. this is back in 2011. Nobody had actually really done that. Uh, we did the research and, you know, Woodford Reserve did it at the same time. Now they only kept theirs in the barrel for a little time. Right. We kept it in a lot longer. So they came out with a double oak before we did. With, you know, and we never even told people what double oak. But I think that came from our wine background. It, it did. And, you know, really knowing the nuances of barrels, how what that imparts in a wine. So yeah. it, it was a natural thing for us to do. So these are all American oak barrels. Yes. You're not doing we're anything very, with like exotic oaks or anything. We're very traditional okay. at this point in mm-hmm. our, our, and we just love uh, American oak. And, you know, we've, we've, we're trying all different things, experimenting, yeah. but sure. you know, we just we just love this pr- profile, you know. All right, well, I'm ready to drink it. I guess you guys have already sipped on it. A yes, little bit. yeah. Uh, no, not me. I cheated a little. <laughs> no, one, <laughs> I did have a little sip. No one reminded Jim to drink. Yeah, drink Jim. You got to remind me. Drink Jim. <laughs> Jim Cheers. This time. Cheers. Cheers. Love you. <laughs> oh, I like it. That's um. That's got a lot more in the middle for me. Um, not still not. It's not going to be sweet up front for me too much. But in the middle, I'm getting a a little bit of that Neko candy we just talked about. It's a but sweetness. Yeah, it's sweet, but it's um, it's got sort of that. Uh, I don't even know what you say about Neko's, but it's which kind color of, Neko? Uh, no, I, are they are they different flavors? They are kind yes, of a they little are. bit, right? But they're subtly different. Well, you can get two different I mean, ones. They got the colored ones, and then they got just the, right. kind they, of the dark. I'm a ones. flavor chaser, Jim. Are I, you? I, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I guess you're right. I just sort of eat them in groups, so <laughs> two or three at a time, so the flavors kind of yeah. blend. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Yeah. You mix your Neko's? I mix my Neko's. Yeah. <laughs> I just found some of those. The other day. Oh, another one's Pop Rocks, by the way. And I'm getting a little bit of Pop Rocks here. Okay. It sizzles just a little bit. Okay. But that's that. What is it? That's 100, a, 118 proof uh, ish? 117. 117. Okay. 117. But, I just love the wood profile on yeah. this. Yeah. It's it's very nice. And, and again, this is uh, some of the double oaked whiskeys in particular, like, like the Woodford and, and, 
and like the one from Old Forester. They kind of get in that dessert range, right? Mm-hmm. They can they can get a little bit more chocolate marshmallowy mm-hmm. kind of. I'm getting a little bit of that, but not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more um, rich. This could be the bat, the bill on this one. Yeah, because this is high corn. Yeah, is it all corn? Yeah, yeah. So we love that. This too. is a little bit more um, rich, middle of palate kind of. Um, it's just it's full of flavor, very full. We thought so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we thought and it was big enough, and then we said, you know, let's usually, go with it. Usually, our final. Um, final discernment comes when we're really down to it and then mark i will have mark hand glasses to me blind and then i'll do that for him too yeah. and so at the very end we we literally do do it blind if we're and we both trying we, to split we both go yeah so this how, is the how, one. <laughs> how do your how do your palettes differ i mean that's a good question your, how do your preferences differ let me ask I, you that first i don't know if they really i don't do. think they do I, you know, because well, we ended up with this, it was you know unanimous the two of us. I remember a time though you would have Sherry's batch and Mark's batch. Well, that's only with that was only with the rye. Yeah, yeah with the rye. Okay, we, even you know batch ten rye was again just, together. Uh, us together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would always I I felt uh, rely on Sherry's you know uh, you know her nose you now on her aromatics. Uh, cause uh, I think women, you know, a lot of times have, you know, better, you know, sense on, you know, when with smells. And so I'd say, what, what do you think on, on the nose? And, um, I'm all, you know, I love nose, uh, but I do love mouthfeel. So I'm really heavy on mouthfeel, but I'm sure he is too. So I think, you know, we're, we're closer than we always ever thought. I we think were. so too. And, <laughs> and I think that, um, Again, it comes down to a quality level, right? And you want all of those things to kind of come into play. And I, I feel like we've done this f- for enough time where we can really make sure that all the band members showed up for band practice yeah. that day. You know, it's, you know, it's fun too when we taste you know, through those fifty barrels yes. when we're doing a you know you know fifteen barrel blend or something. Yep. You know. We do the tasting notes. We and do. We, it, and we, we say, do it what, very what, specific. Yeah, it's we'll cool. Let, I'll let you lead one, and I'll lead one, so, and our tasting notes are the same. But yeah. it's funny because when we get <laughs> when you taste through the barrels, we do it totally quiet. Yeah. So we're just listening to music, and we don't talk, and we just nose, and then taste, and take notes, and then we say, okay, let's talk about it. So then we talk about it. And as Mark said, it's it's really it's very really fun. Uh, it, we we nail like the, you know barrels yeah. are like in yeah, camps right here for says me. The same thing says the same thing. <laughs> okay, so you're saying they're like in camps for you. So yes. that means they they fit in a certain like slot, and you kind of set them aside for that slot. And well, they just are. Yeah. I don't know about setting anything, but just, they are. They fall into camps for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And do those camps have a purpose? Like you say, okay, I I need something from that camp. In this particular well, blend. Uh, I know, I'm going back to the put, same question again. I know, I love yeah. it, but you can put it on paper and think, okay, this is a sweet barrel, this is a savory barrel, this is an exotic barrel, this yeah. is a woodsy barrel. Yeah. And then Lots you can say, well, we need the woodsy note, we need this note. And then you put them together and they're like, well, that's doing that it. sucks. I'm just like, <laughs> two sweet barrels, two of the best barrels you got. Yeah. You put them together and they cancel each other out. Yeah, Absolutely. I'm just thinking of the listener out there. It's like, how do they do this? I would really love to know how to do this. Yeah, how people, do they do it? People and, will pay us a lot of money to come and you know, learn to blend with us and we're not going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, but paying us a lot of money to do it. <laughs> 
But you'll take a lot of money if they offer it. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> All right. It is Monday motivation. It I guess Monday. Mark's on it. There, yeah. it's a lot of fun. This it's is great. it's a new week. I love this. I really do. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to like say. Yeah, I guess I've had a couple uh, tastes now, but it's I'm really very happy. Okay. And also, it's the newest release, so it's God, exciting. Yeah. We're always we, excited about the new baby well, in the house. The, you know, it's the one we haven't had much of, yeah. right? So yeah. it's just brand new. So, so this is something that. Um, is different from the other two altogether. Very much and, so. And uh, in, in its own way, most of your whiskeys, and I think the first three are all in that camp, is that they all have a, a good medium to long to, in the case of uh, this one, I, I definitely say it's a long finish on it. It definitely keeps calling, beckoning you to come oh, yeah. back. Yes. Oh, that's our, that's our. <laughs> Oh dear, uh, that's our the little hair um, stands up on your <laughs> Mark, Mark's in the zone. Yeah. Mark is in the zone. Uh, we that's our LF yeah. long finish. That's yeah, our yeah. code LF. Yeah, that's important because you know that's what keeps people drinking the whiskey, right? I mean, we like it. Yeah, you know, it it actually salivates. It's you important. Yeah, and it's important keeps for it us going. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, they're not sessionable whiskeys. They're not porch whiskeys. These are things that are just you've got to you've got to visit and drink and enjoy and appreciate and put back on the shelf and come back and visit again. Absolutely, um, and they they, um, do, they evolve actually. You know, unless it's batch three American whiskey and you just keep <laughs> and drinking. it's COVID and you drink six cases yourself. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I would know about that from experience. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I mean, it took a long time. It, it, yeah, but even then, it could probably burn your palate out just a little bit, right? No, no, not I mean, even a little bit. Uh, there was, there was. Uh, I am one. I am one with the with the American whiskey now. <laughs> <laughs> I had to tell her to slow down a little bit. I said, we can sell that stuff. Yeah. Stop drink, drinking finished goods. Drink the samples. <laughs> Make your own blend. We got tons of samples in the you know closet here. Yeah. I mean, Brian, during, I would think they've got like shelves and shelves oh, of samples, I would think right? So. That yeah. was during yeah. the, that was literally during the lockdown. Yeah. So. All right. So three down, three soldiers. Well, Boy. we won't say soldiers down because there's still quite a bit of whiskey nope. in those bottles, but we've. We've managed to taste through three of your whiskeys, and and now we're on to number four. And this is the the famed and spoken about American whiskey. We've had to kind of work our way up to this one. Yeah, this is Sherry's favorite. Well, favorite uh, ex- not expression, favorite um, category. Well, I know it's not necessarily no. my favorite. No, <laughs> you just, it, you just spent her, COVID with it, yeah, right? Yeah, got, got her through COVID. I just had a fling in during COVID with it, yeah. You had a fling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I love our American whiskey. We've been we've had a lot of fun with that category. Oh, my gosh. I just gosh. nosed it, by the way. That's what that oh, my gosh was all about. Uh-huh. Wow. Totally different. There oh. she is. There she is. Yeah. There she blows. <laughs> yes. And I think the, these Americans do have a special place in my heart because the very old Carters yeah. that we that we were able to get our hands on. And these are pretty old too. The blends in these yes. are real old. Yep. Um, there's there's as much as sixteen year old in this, but there is also eight year old in here. Mm-hmm. So, and let's talk a minute again. We're always trying to educate the listeners just a yep. little bit and let them know uh, the differences between different categories of whiskeys this is an american yes and it's an american because you know there's a couple of reasons 
it's usually uh, entered into the barrel over 125 proof and it goes into a used barrel. Either one of those things makes it or both. Right. Makes yeah, it uh, makes bourbon. It, yeah, makes it a whiskey. Because bourbon has these little rules that make yeah. it bourbon. And if you break any of those rules, you have to call it an American whiskey. Exactly. Light whiskey, American whiskey. Yeah. Uh, Kentucky whiskey. Yeah. Kentucky we have a Kentucky whiskey. whiskey. Yeah. So yeah, those those things are interesting, you know. Pioneer whiskey. Wait, what was that one? Yeah. West, yeah. Something. Uh, actually, frontier frontier whiskey is right. bullet. Bullet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> frontier whiskey. Yeah, but th- but those aren't true. Um, you know, categories. You know, true once, legal once, categories. Once right? You, no, they're more fanciful. Yeah, I guess. fanciful. Once, yeah. yeah. Once you uh, cross the line and you know don't do the couple of things, it's all whiskey. It's all and, whiskey. and everything's whiskey anyway. <laughs> Correct. Even bourbon's whiskey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I've always been a big fan of American whiskeys. I've been a, a very big fan of your American whiskeys, particularly since um, starting to drink them about five, four years ago. Is that about right? When, when did you introduce your first American batch one? When was uh, that? We did that at <clears throat> I think it was in the 18. Uh, 18, 18. Yeah. I think in the fall of 18. Yeah. We did, I think. It was definitely yeah. fall. Yeah, I can remember. It was a little bit cooler outside. Yeah. You guys came did over. Did we have it at the Sealback? Or did you we had have it, it at You had it at my place, at my house. And I remember you, you, you came over and we recorded a show. We had a grand time. It was such a wonderful day, <laughs> such a wonderful evening. We had such a great time. And then, you know, it, it, was, it was over. It's time to go home. And then Mark <laughs> comes back to the house again, knocks on the door, and he's got a bottle of it. American number one and it hands it to me and says, you need to have this. Aww. And it was so sweet. Well, you guys did such a great job. You know, every time we went out there, went, you know, you'd, you know, give us food and, you know, conversation and friendship. Yeah. So we've had a, we've had a couple of a great evenings together, whether it be at a restaurant or at the house doing a recording, but um, it's always fun to hang out with you guys. We always have a good time and it's always about the relationship, right? It's about, um, that time you spend with other people. Whiskey is important and it's that connection that we have and great whiskey or good whiskey or great whiskey. Either way is, uh, amplifies that connection and makes it all the much better. We've always had a great time with you guys. Always had a lot of fun. And, and I know you get around, you get, you guys are traveling about and meeting people and having tastings and, and people are coming to your, uh, wonderful social club here. And, what a wonderful life. Congratulations <laughs> on putting together probably one of the best gigs people have ever had, right? Yeah, we like um, to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love actually American whiskey because it's 99% corn. <laughs> Ours is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's the other 1%? Uh, malted barley. It's got to be malted barley, right? Yeah. Yeah. We we do at the Kentucky whiskey too, which you know again didn't go into a new barrel. But so Kentucky whiskey is what? What's can well, define Kentucky whiskey for it's me? Whiskey well, it's made in Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Any whiskey least. made in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. Not a particular mash bill yeah, or anything is. like that. No, we. I think we, we, had we a, I think we came up with that crazy. You know. I don't category. know about that, I, but I, we we nobody, named it. <laughs> nobody would name theirs <laughs> we, Kentucky whiskey. Well, the reason we did, and it was a choice. Yes, it was. Uh, because we, as you can see, the tax stamps on these bottles are different colors, right? Yeah. So we've got the blue for whiskey, 
red for special releases and kind of club club releases. Black, black for, for bourbon, bourbon and green for rye. Green for rye. And our original, and the reason we went to that was because our original um, tax stamp was they were all the same. Yeah. And it became very difficult to, to tell the difference on a back bar. Right. And so this was fun, but blue was designated for whiskey. Okay. American whiskey was the only whiskey we had when we made that stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. And, and that was high proof. Yes. Very high proof. The, this. Usually uh, always over 130. Yeah. And then we had this lot of Kentucky whiskey. Now it fell into the whiskey category, but it certainly was not the first the profile of our American Our first whiskey. batch was like uh, around 117 or less. So it wasn't. Very high, soft. It wasn't high proof. No. And a completely different profile. So we we came up with a you know decision together that you know if we put you know American on there, people would be disappointed. Yeah, they would be like, "This is completely different from the last American whiskey that we got from them." So it yeah. happened to be from Kentucky, so it made sense sure. for it to be Kentucky whiskey. Awesome. The crazy part now is though our Kentucky whiskeys at one thirty and above now too. Right. <laughs> Which we're happy about, but and it's 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 fun because you know uh, they're but different. It's a different they, profile. They are different mash bills. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's so great. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this place we're in again. I want to go back a little bit. So you're doing your bottling here. You're you're thinking about kind of moving that out to another location so that you can increase capacity, get more bottles out to your fans. It's really hard, and thank God for Jay Matthews downstairs. That guy is like, you know, he fits every little pallet into every little crevice the, you can possibly he get is the, into. We can't do any more here. That's <laughs> <No>. impossible. <laughs> he's the production ninja, but yeah. he's he's working with what he's well, got. Cheers, cheers to Jay Matthews. Cheers to Jay cheers. Matthews. <laughs> and upstairs here, yeah. it's all about Brian Booth. Brian Booth, yeah. And, Brian and heads up the social club and he's heading up the social club and and brian we did get a chance to meet him downstairs i hadn't met him before but um he brings kind of a great asset to to what yes. you guys do absolutely great team yeah it gives you guys a little bit of time to to think about what's next right well we've been able to focus a lot more on blending yeah frankly and being able to our production schedule is Clipping along. So everybody knows that you purchase barrels. You go out and you source prime barrels from the market, but you also have a still. Yes. Can we talk a little bit about your still? (laughs) And let's talk a little about your still and why you are distilling here. Well, you know, uh, I I enjoy distilling. I think it's really fun. You know, it's a very small still. You know, we we made a a choice a long time ago not to build a distillery. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, we have friends that have really great distilleries. You yeah. could put our our still in your eye and not feel a thing, <laughs> but that's okay. I mean, yeah. but it's, but it gives you guys that hands on kind of knowledge and. Well, no, it's it's part of having a distillery. You've yeah. got to have your still. You yeah. have to have it. So it's a requirement. Have, yes. We have a true DSP here yep. and have had it for a year or two now. Yeah, and but we uh, well. 
we do have uh, other friends that we've been putting up uh, our distillate since 17. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they have big stills <laughs> and they have the, uh, you know, space to and store And wonderful them. people to run them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and we, we can still tell them what we would like as a mash bill. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's fun. So yeah. you, you obviously prefer to do uh, contract distilling. Of course. Uh, well, you love finding those wonderful uh, gym of barrels sitting yeah. in rick houses and places. Yes. That's always great. Yes. But when it comes to having, bar- how many barrels have you had produced in say the last six years or so? Uh, we're probably at 400 produced for ourselves. And you haven't really tapped those yet. No, because no. they're, you know, we really love about seven year old and this is only six years old now get coming up on six years. So we got one more year and then we'll start doing our own uh, distillate. But, you know, uh, as Sherry you know, and myself, we both love, you know, purchasing great barrels. Mm-hmm. And thank you for even asking that because the first thing I always say, if I ever meet anybody that has a distillery <laughs> and has barrels for sale, you know, uh, give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah. We, we probably have a few of them on the show that do. I mean, yeah. and a lot of, a lot of the, even the small craft distilleries are having trouble keeping up with demand. I mean, they do, it's true. but some of them, uh, and some of them do have excess capacity. And when they do, Hey, reach out to Mark and Sherry. They're they'd be happy to, <laughs> Please, to talk yeah, to you. Pass that along. We, we love new that. friends. Yes. <laughs> but Mark, I'm going to tell you right now, I want you to invite me down when you're, when you're, when you're tasting your white dog out of your still. Okay. Because you know, you may, it may not be going into the old Carter bottle right now, but I'd sure love to taste it. It is fun. I, I will. I will. He enjoys it. Yeah. I will yeah, say you a I little bit. I think that was a surprise. You didn't know how much fun you were going to have doing that. Yeah. <laughs> It was day and night getting our 600 gallons. Well, you're a regular popcorn sudden, right? (laughs) And when when you're going through that, (laughs) when you're going through that, like how often are you tasting? Like I know some folks are constantly checking and 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 keeping up with it. And once you get the temperature up and everything, it's, you're, you're there, you know, it's at the beginning and the end, really, truly, when you're tasting it, if, if it, if it's changed, if it's No, we were tasting it kind of all the way through. Well. It's, it was a very yeah. casual activity. I'll just yeah, say that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun, though. Yeah. That's just fun. I think it's so awesome you guys did that. I really do. <laughs> I think that's important. Well, I think you had to do it. Like you said, the rules kind of changed and yeah. you were, you were directed to do that, but, ne- but nevertheless, that's kind of cool that you get to. Right? Yes, yeah. it is. And I, I thought, uh, I think that that still tastes really actually very sweet and good. Yes. I like it. Yeah. yeah. So do you have, you have, <laughs> like, I'll make it American whiskey is what I make. <laughs> so you have, you have, I ain't making bourbon. <laughs> You, no. you have a set of coveralls or anything? You know, you, I have several. Sherry does. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to buy myself. Actually, my grandfather used to have you know, a really great you know, kind of coverall. Oshkosh? I don't think so. I think it was Big Mac or something like that. Oh. <laughs> or whatever those things. I like the Man, Duluth, Duluth yeah. Trading Company. I'll shout out to them. I have a, I, I collect their overalls. <laughs> well, guys, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't have a favorite tonight. I will say that the, uh, the blend... The OC, the one OC blend was special, very special. Um, I love the American always. It's such a great pour, but they're all great. I wish we'd have had a rye today. I but wish we I did too. I wanted to maybe, show you maybe that. Maybe somewhere down the road. We'll get another yeah. rye from you. We'll batch 10 rye. rye. We're really proud about that batch 10 rye. Yes. 
So what's on the shelves right now? Now, obviously, sometimes these these bottle shops will have you know holdovers from previous releases. But I mean, what can people expect to see on the shelves right now? More than likely, that Bourbon Fourteen and just and, went uh, out. American Ten is there too. I so, saw a bunch of it go out, especially here, right here in Kentucky. I saw the you know where everything went, and uh, you know a lot of people got some uh, you know fourteen. And American 10 and 9. Okay. 10 and 9 went out together. And next will be the very small batches yeah. in each of the separate distribution So, how often do you have uh, releases going out? Is it every month or two? Every couple of months? Well, it's... Um, I, I think, you know, we're looking, trying to do something every month. Okay. Almost, or every, awesome. every month or I two. I would say like at least say. every six weeks. We're, yeah. we're pretty solid going forward. And they can follow you so on social media. They can follow your website. Do you have announcements on the website? Or is that pretty much just your shopping? It's mostly, uh, no, it's mostly mostly through social. Okay. So yeah. old, we're Instagram, Old Carter Whiskey Co., Facebook, same thing. Um, pretty easy to find out there. Now I've seen I've seen your website though. It's it's all your Old Carter gear. Yes, you we guys, do have a little merch shop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, you've got quite a following, so I'm sure that stuff flies off the shelves anyway. Keeps Jay's another. Uh, that's the that's other it. thing. You, you know, we we don't even have time to keep up with merchandise, you know. Yeah. And Jay's and Brian, Brian's starting to take. We that do over. sell merch when we do our pop ups. Yeah. Okay. So cool. bottles and merchandise, which is fun. But think about it on the website. Yes. Yeah. All right, Mark Sherry, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. As always, we had such a great time with you guys drinking your whiskey, which is phenomenal. Listeners, if you have a chance to to pick up a bottle of Old Carter, let me just ask you real quick: Who can rattle off the states? Well, I can get pretty close. Okay, let's I'll, do it. I'll fill in if I okay. So we got uh, we'll we'll start with the first Kentucky. Yep. Then D.C., which has Maryland and uh, Virginia, and then we went to California. And after California, uh, we were lucky enough to go down to Louisiana. New York, New Jersey. Then we uh, picked up uh, tennis, uh, Atlanta, uh, Georgia, and then uh, Tennessee. And are we available online anywhere? We don't know. You, we don't I'm know. Sure, I'm, I'm sure, sure people, there are. I'm sure people are selling your stuff online we somewhere. We don't sell <laughs> we online. Don't, right. Okay. I didn't know if Sealbox had you or somebody else, but. We could, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Probably so. At some point, if somebody wants to get one online, they probably can find it, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anyway, great. Wonderful to have you guys on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having us in your house. I, I, I hate that it's been so long since we had a show You're together. Here now, don't, I'm here don't, now. Well, don't I just need to we, put that behind me, right? Yes. <laughs> we just love love you guys. And uh, this has been fabulous. And you know, Bourbon Road is the best that, you know, uh, we go so far back. Yeah, we do. It's unbelievable. Do. Well, Brian, where can people find us on the internet? So you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and even YouTube. Yeah, we are doing TikTok now. Thanks to Tyler, the man, the myth, the legend, the fellow who knows how to make TikTok just happen. We're glad to have him because now we're rocking TikTok and we've actually had some pretty good posts on there. So check out our TikTok, check out our Facebook. We've got a private Facebook group called the Bourbon Roadies, about 3,000 plus listeners that love to hang out and drink whiskey and talk about it. There's no bourbon selling on there, no whiskey selling, but you can share it. We encourage you to share it. Share whiskey with your friends and have a good time. And Jim, we're going to ask them three questions when they want to join. That's right. You uh, you definitely have to be 21. 
That's right. We think you ought to like bourbon. I hope so. You definitely need to play nice because we don't accept any rudeness in the group. If you come into that group and you chop somebody off at the knees for what they're drinking, you're probably not going to last a day. That's why we're only 3,000 members and not 30,000 members because quite a few people come in there and misbehave. So we'd love to have you come in and join us, uh, hang out with us. We do a show every single week, every Wednesday. We'll put out an episode. We'll have guests on like Mark and Sherry. Sometimes it's just Brian and I sipping on a bottle or a couple of expressions. Sometimes we'll have a country music artist on or a chef or an author. It's always a fun time. We hope you check us out every single week. Brian, what do they have to do to make sure they don't miss one? So you can go to any of the streaming sources, whether that's Spotify, YouTube, Apple, and you're going to look for the subscribe button. You're going to click on that button and it will notify you each time that we're releasing a new podcast. Well, we'd love to have you listen to every episode. Make sure you reach out to Brian and I. You can always find us at team at the bourbonroad.com or just head to the bourbonroad.com and hit that contact us page. If you've got an idea for a show, an idea for a guest, if your hometown has that little distillery that's just doing it right, that's stepping out of the box, we'd love to shine a little light on them. Let us know about it. We'll we'll follow it from there. Until then, we'd love to see you all down the, down bourbon, the bourbon road. road.